Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, great to be here. I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Writer this fine morning on a Tuesday edition of the program where, among other things, we react to what we saw on Monday night, Monday night football this week between the Buffalo Bills and the Denver Broncos certainly has people talking. And really, I think we're kind of like understating what the Broncos have been up to the last few weeks and how their defense has come alive. But the downfall of the Buffalo Bills has just been so pronounced that it's hard not to to start there and to and to talk about what could be next. This is a team that's 5-5. Five and five. Their schedule coming up is brutal. And I, I do think one of the things that makes it worse, the whole situation worse, is that every time they lose or win in an awfully ugly way, those are the primetime games that we see. Every time that they win big, including against a team like Miami, those are the 1 o'clock Eastern games that, you know, not as much of the country gets. So when they do well, it's like a tree falling in the forest and nobody's there to hear it. And when they do bad, it is in the center of the town square on the busiest day of the summer, and we all get to see it. Jeff Kerr is here, follows the NFL, covers the NFL for CBS Sports. I guess the narrative over the offseason was the Bills' window might be closing, and I just thought that was so ridiculous but no, Jeff, it looks it looks like the Bills window might be closing here. Yeah, well, Bart, I still kind of think it's ridiculous, even though they're five and five, but I can't disagree with a lot of those people. But Buffalo makes so many baffling, self inflicted wounds. Like they have four turnovers last night. Well, teams that turn over the football four plus times are O for their last thirty three, Buffalo included. So they shouldn't have won that game and yet they lost a game last night because they had 12 men on the field. And I never scream at the TV when I'm watching football games, but I, I am a coach. I, I am a coach. I, I know enough football coaches. I'm a coach in our sport, but I'm yelling. I'm like 12 on the field, 12 on the field, 12 on the field. I don't know how I could see that. And their players can't. Sean McDermott can't. And they and then he admits they practice going to dime. Well, why are you in dime in the first place? I Last time I checked, Denver was kneeling. It's sometimes you know what? It's between Sean Payton and between Sean McDermott, my head hurts from that game last night. 
Well, yeah, that's the thing. And to the McDermott part of it, I think that, you know, if he doesn't get this team to the playoffs, his job is in real jeopardy. And I think what would happen is, all right, Bills don't make the playoffs. Sean McDermott's relieved. He'll make a different change here. And you obviously stick with Josh Allen. But I, I know there's plenty of people in, you know, Western New York that are starting to think, well, maybe Josh Allen's the problem. And he does bring back those like far of tendencies where he'll help you, but he'll hurt you. The problem is that that works if you're like also 10 and six or 12 and four and the good outweighs the bad with Josh Allen, Jeff, it seems like the bad starting to outweigh the good. My problem with the bills is I think they rely way too much on Josh Allen and James Cook had a good game last night, but they just don't run the football enough. I don't think they run Josh Allen enough. It's crazy as I'm saying that, but Josh Allen really have to throw to outside of Stephon Diggs. And look, I'm already fired up because I don't think Trayvon Diggs, who's right now sitting on the couch like the rest of us, needing to speak for his brother. You know, I'm kind of getting tired of of the Stephon Diggs drama. As good as Stephon Diggs is, where are you making plays for this football team? (laughs) You don't do anything to help this football team win games. And it's I'm just getting frustrated with the whole thing as someone who liked the Bills' ascension to contenders. It's Look, I'd rather have Josh Allen than not have Josh Allen, but I've spoken to Josh Allen a bunch. The guy is a genuinely good dude. And did you hear this Stephon Diggs crap, you know, reappear, you know, rear its head again? It's You kind of get sick of it at this point. You know, you kind of – like, he's not worth the head. I know what Trayvon Diggs wants. He wants Stephon Diggs to go to the Cowboys and be irrelevant there so they can lose in the divisional round again. Oh, jeez. Cowboys. Well, no, I. the thing that bothers me about Stephon Diggs is I feel the same way about Devontae Adams is I feel like sometimes these guys, like sometimes these guys just do the wide receiver, and we say diva all the time, but sometimes it just feels like they do it because they've, they're doing, they're like playing a role or they need to do it. Like we get it. You're a receiver and a lot of things have to happen for you to get a football, but this constant, like every three weeks, Oh, I'm unhappy. Oh no, I'm actually happy. Oh no. My brother's tweeting. It's just, it, it really, it really is annoying. It And all the receivers, Jeff tend to fall into that trap. But, and I agree. And the thing is like, I get it with Devontae Adams when Josh McDaniels was there. You weren't getting the football, but you're, look at your quarterback. This is the situation you wanted. You wanted to go play with your buddy, Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr ain't there anymore. You should have known that. And you should have known the head coach was a moron and the GM was a moron. And you didn't. <laughs> and you know, you're getting exactly what you deserve. You could have stayed with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and everything could have been great. But no, it's, you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. I try telling people this with college football, too. As a Penn State grad, everybody wants James Franklin fired. Okay, that, that, that's awesome. But do you want to be like Nebraska and go six and six and complain about that, or are you okay with losing Ohio State and Michigan every year? It's at the end of the day. I, I mean, you're you're frustrated. You want to be better, but sometimes it's harder to be better, and it's easier to get worse. Oh, as a Penn State guy, I hope you didn't hear my last segment. I said that uh, I'm 100 percent on Team Michigan. Is that is that okay? <laughs> Uh, I am not a fan of Jim Harbaugh in the slightest. So it's, it, it, you know, for multiple reasons, I don't, I don't even care about the cheating thing. I just think Jim Harbaugh is not a good guy, and that's that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Jeff Kerr joining us. CBS Sports covers the NFL. The Broncos part of this, too, I think is very interesting because now 
They beat Green Bay. They beat Kansas City. They beat Buffalo. All right, some teams better than others there, but that's three wins in a row for a team where it looked like it was going to be bad. It looked like Sean Payton made a big mistake. He was already trying to cover for himself, I thought, with some of the things that he was saying. And if Buffalo's not going to make the playoffs at 5-5, five and five, I don't know that Denver is at 4-5, and five, but if Denver can at least just avoid the embarrassment of what they've been through the last year and a half and maybe build on something for next year, like Russell Wilson... Man, if he was this good last year, it'd be a lot different story. I don't know how much of that you attribute to Sean Payton, but as much as I hate to say it, I've been impressed by the Broncos. I have too. And I've been kind of tooting their horn since the Kansas City win. And I know everybody's like, well, you know, you got to beat them sometime. I'm like, okay, but they haven't beaten them. And it, it was a big win for them. And I didn't think they were that horrible the first time when they played on Thursday night in Kansas City. It's just, I, I think the loss to the Jets is bad. Their win was against the Bears, who are bad. And, and I, I guess, that's another team, by the way, that kind of looked them like they, they know what they're doing, even though they don't, just because of they fleece Carolina. But uh, I digress. But, you know, all of a sudden now you've got a big game against the Vikings coming up. I believe that Sunday, that Sunday night football. So, I'm kind of excited to watch that game now. And, you know, Josh Dobbs gets the primetime spotlight and all that. Then you got Cleveland. I think Houston's coming up. I just don't think Denver's a pushover. And Russell Wilson's playing well. Um, The defense has really turned it around. You know, I was calling for Vance Joseph's firing after three games after the whole um, Miami debacle. But they have allowed the fewest points per game in the NFL over the last four weeks, 16. And they're, I think it's like the fourth or fifth fewest yard that's, they have a competent defense, and they got Russell Wilson leading them. And I, I got to give him credit. Like, I, by the way, Bart, I, I got to. I'm a little upset at the insiders right now with the whole Patrick Sertain trade mess. Like these teams are calling them. I said, one, why was that reported Monday night? That could have been reported two weeks ago. And it, but I, I, I digress. But why would you get rid of a cornerback like Patrick Sertain? Like he's a great player, and I think Denver knows. Like, hey. If we're stuck with Russell Wilson and Sean Payne, we might as well try to make the best of it. I think that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, I think that that, again, a lot of it's going to be about the Bills, but the Broncos there are a very interesting story. Now, again, in that AFC, like there's not a lot of wiggle room. If you're, if you, if you're four and five and five and five in the NFC, okay, there's still a path for you, uh, even though Minnesota's been playing very well and kind of maybe taking hold of the seven seed. But uh, the AFC, very bunched up. Um, so many different teams that are so interesting. I got to like, so as a Packers fan, um, and I'm not going to make this a Jordan Love question, but with Jordan Love, it's like you wait and you're waiting and you're seeing good things. And okay, I thought this weekend was better, but I think that there does need to be like, okay, it's not going to happen right away. There does need to be some time. And that's how I would approach the Bryce Young situation. But then to see CJ Stroud, like just dominate. I mean, how are you? How are you a care? And then you, now you don't have your number one pick, so now you're losing, and you still don't have your number one pick. Like I don't know at what point it just seems like if you're a Panther fan or the Panthers, and you're happy that you got your guy, and it's still so early. But the gap between feeling better about Bryce Young going one to you than Stroud going two to the Texans is getting bigger and bigger every week, and this guy could make the playoffs. This guy could get MVP votes. This guy could win MVP. I mean, it's really remarkable, the difference between those two guys' first seasons. 
it, it's crazy, right? It's almost like the whole Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing. Like you thought both were going to be good and one ended up being one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And then the other one ended up being one of the worst. And now we got to listen to one of the worst on TV. It seems like three times a week. I digress. <laughs> um, but of, you're, you're, you're in a lot of grievances today. I like it. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Festivus is coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. I got, I got right around go the corner. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, I still like the Panthers making the trade. I just, you know, and I like the bright show pick, but I was a fan of CJ Stroud too. And I'm like, I don't know, CJ Stroud with Bobby Swonick down there. That, that could be, that could be dangerous because I love CJ Stroud out of Ohio State and I don't trust the Ohio State quarterbacks as far as I can throw them. But, Man, is he good. He, he, he is something out of your Carolina. You're just – you're frustrated. Every time he's thrown for 350 or he has five touchdown games or he's leading back-to-back uh, game-winning drives in consecutive weeks, it's – you have to wonder. It's like the, the tree worked, but the execution didn't. And Bryce Young's in a terrible situation right now. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if Frank Wright can coach. Uh, the, the offensive line is just huge trades. He's got no receivers because you traded the receiver to get him. So, I don't know right now. It, it, in Carolina, it's you got to ride with this guy. But you know, David Tepper, he's got a he's got a quick trigger, and you know, he's firing MLS coaches for making the playoffs, and he owns that franchise. What's he going to do with his actual NFL franchise? He's going just going to fire Frank Reich from the worst record in the league. It's something to ponder. Speaking of owners that may fire coaches, uh, the New England Patriots, I, I think. Like I'm, I'm almost getting to the point now where if you like track the drafts of the last few years, it doesn't seem like Belichick. It seems like he might have checked out a while ago. Like this is, this is bad. I don't. It's always hard to quantify quarterback, coach, who did what, but Belichick just doesn't. I don't know. Not that he's trying to George Costanza this thing, but the decisions he makes, some of the calls he makes, the roster moves he makes. I don't think like. I mean, he would fire himself, right? I mean, this is bad. This is as bad as it gets. So that can't end well for him. I think what's frustrating me about Belichick is, and, like, I've been old team Brady over Belichick any day of the week, even though he's the greatest defensive coach ever. What bothers me about Bill is he never goes outside the box or anything. He always seems to hire the retreads. Like, if he says it's a Patriots, there's a pretty good bet Josh McDaniels is back in that organization. Why don't you freshen up the offense a bit? You know, Bill O'Brien been there, done that. I, I don't care about that. You know, you move Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was pro- moving him to a play call. It was probably the most radical thing he's done, and that was a terrible move. So, I, I don't know. It's His offense is it's so basic, and he has no playmakers, and he doesn't have a quarterback. He doesn't have an offensive line. Defense is banged up. It's That team just spell. It smelled five wins at the beginning of the season, and they might not even get to five. It's, I think Bill is looking for a change, I, but you know he can leave himself. He doesn't have to get fired to do that. Well, you know some of these coaches get fired, and you know, maybe he wants to coach somewhere else. But man, you get fired from college football these days. You get three quarters of a hundred million dollars. Pretty good gig to to have. So uh, maybe maybe sometimes that is the play. Uh, eight five five two one two four two two seven. We get back around to it. Talking some NFL here. All right, we got the Eagles and the Chiefs coming up. This like I still like Baltimore. I mean, anything can happen with the Niners and the Lions, but we're at a point where it does seem like 
a Super Bowl rematch is more possible than normal years. I did say when Eagles and Chiefs played in the Super Bowl that week that they would face each other again in the Super Bowl down the line. I didn't know it would be this year. And it's starting to look like that. And Kansas City is a completely different team than they were last year, but their defense is incredible. And you're always going to win when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. It doesn't matter who he's throwing to. And some days you don't know who he's throwing to. So outside Travis Kelsey. But, yeah, yeah this Kansas City team, it's, to all the craziness and top determinants of the AFC, they, they still are the number one seed right now. As, as I look, yeah, they are. They are the number one seed right now. They're the only team that's got two losses in the conference. And then in the NFC, it's, yeah, the Eagles aren't as good as they were last year, not as strong, but here they are. They're 8-1, and one, and Jalen Hurts is starting to get in that Patrick Mahomes territory. Like, all he does is win games, and he's playing better injured than he was when he wasn't injured. And, you know, it's – I don't know who the biggest threat to both of these two teams. I, I like Baltimore, too, but Baltimore just can't get out of their own way when it comes to fourth quarters. And it, it's nine, nine times they've blown a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter in the last three years. So you have to wonder what's going on there, but I just don't see anybody that can challenge Kansas City week in and week out um, in the AFC. And the teams that I think can are right now not in the playoffs, Cincinnati and Buffalo. So – Maybe Houston could do it. Who who knows? You know, they seem to be getting better every week. But in in the NFC, I like to believe San Francisco can challenge Philly. I I like to believe Dallas can, but Dallas can't be anybody that's any good. Obviously, Philadelphia and San Francisco, but they could definitely blow out bad teams like the Giants. I I I believe in the Lions. I think the Lions can challenge the Eagles for home field advantage because of the schedule and they don't play each other. But we'll see. It's Baltimore and Detroit are two of the more intriguing teams for me in the second half of the year. Should be fun. Definitely a lot to talk about. Always good to do it with you. Jeff Kerr, uh, CBS Sports. Jeff, thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. No problem, Bart. By the way, if you ever have me on December 23rd, I will have much more grievances about the the wonderful game of football. (laughs) Oh, you want to do it? We can do a Festivus. I don't know if I'm on a show that day or what, but I'll track you down, and we'll do it. Oh, you know what? I usually just tweet my airing of grievances, uh, where people agree with them or not, and I always respond back. I ain't asked for your opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, I like that. Yeah, th- thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Bart. Yeah, I get that a lot on, on uh, Twitter, where you'll tweet something, and then people are saying, "Why do you care? Why? 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 I, I don't just ignore it. Ignore it. I. You want to use this platform? I want to use it to air grievances. You can do it as well." Many grievances to be aired, uh, some which I will share coming up when we get to buy or sell. 855-212-4227. That coming up next, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, great to be with you. I'm Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. The Buffalo Bills have been a common thread throughout today's program. That continues with some breaking news. Breaking news. This from the home office. Uh, The Bills made a move. They fired Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator. So there was some thought that maybe something needs to change. This is a very procedural move. Okay, everybody wants some change. We demand accountability. You fire the offensive coordinator. You're not going to bench Josh Allen. You're not going to Sean McDermott's not firing himself. You got to save some face, mix something up. Ken Dorsey fired. Happy trails to Ken Dorsey. More on that in a little bit. This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and you want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bart, let's start things off today. In the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons have lost three straight games, and head coach Arthur Smith is just 18-26 and 26 in his two-plus seasons. Yet, according to the Athletic Bart, Owner Arthur Blank has, quote, been supportive of Smith behind the scenes, end quote. Buy or sell the Falcons have no direction as an organization. Uh, I will sell that. Sell. But then kind of, you know, they, they have an organization. Uh, they have a direction. It's a bad direction. They stink. Their direction is Arthur Smith. I don't. They're okay. I don't root for the Falcons. They don't affect me one way or another. There's a lot of teams like this, like in sports. You have your team, then there's rival teams, then maybe there's another team you like, or there's just a team you can't stand. The Falcons do very little for me, uh, one way or the other, but I really do not like, as a coach, might be a great person, I don't know, got to throw in the qualifier, Arthur Smith bugs the hell out of me. This guy's always talking about how, like, I don't know. You just you there's there's a certain section of coaches that they get to a certain level. Sometimes high school coaches are this way. Sometimes your Pop Warner coaches this way. But they feel like I know more football in my pinky than you'll ever know. I've forgotten more football than you'll ever learn. Art Smith seems like that kind of guy. It's like we have tools to watch and see the same things you do. You using B. John Robinson as a decoy isn't cute. It's bad coaching. You're bad. 
The direction is they are bad, and they need to move on from Arthur Smith, and they have to stop punting quarterback. Why weren't they more aggressive to get Lamar Jackson? You know how good this team is with Lamar Jackson? He could have done something. But no, you're content with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. The direction is there. It's just awful. Awful. All right, Bart, we go from an NFL head coach to some college football head coaches. Now, there have been a few head coaching gigs come available in the last few days, most notably Texas A&M. But Oregon head coach Dan Lanning says he's staying put. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, Everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's a lot that I want to accomplish uh, here at Oregon. My number one priority is being elite um, here at Oregon. And we have the resources, the tools. Um, Anybody that can't understand why you would want to be here at this place doesn't understand exactly what exists here. Bart, buy or sell this quote will eventually backfire on Dan Lanning. So this one kind of hits close to home. Again, I'm in Milwaukee, and there's been a lot said from a couple of our guys over the last few years. Giannis Adetokounmpo, who is signed again to say a buck, had tweeted a lot over his life about loyalties in my DNA, dear emoji. I love Milwaukee. Basically, I'll never leave. And when you say things like that, I would always be like, oh, Giannis, why, 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 why? Because someday it'll come back to bite you. It hasn't yet. The Brewers just lost their manager, Craig Council, to the Cubs, rival team, and Council grew up as a Brewers fan. His dad worked in the organization. He's done promotional videos to say, I am you. I am a Brewer. We are in this together. And now all of that looks very bad now that he has left. So it hurt Council. It hasn't hurt Giannis yet because he hasn't left yet. It does feel like it does feel like it always backfires. And it's just like if, if Again, if you want to tell recruits, I'm going to be here, whatever, it just always seems to backfire. I I hope it doesn't. I would like more coaches to say this and mean it, players too. But it always backfires. I feel like it's going to backfire. I will buy that it backfires. Bye. Bart, you set me up so perfectly here that I'm going to jump out of order, something I never do. Wow. The Cubs, as you said, introduced Craig Council as their new manager yesterday. Chicago gave Council a five-year, $40 million deal to leave the Brewers your team after nine years. That's the largest deal for a manager in MLB history. Bart Byer saw that any MLB manager is worth that kind of money. Could you, um, could you, I want to get serious for a moment. Could you fade the music down? So that I can just talk to the people? Uh, the answer is no manager's worth that kind of money. So sell. Also, Craig Council is a jerk. Craig Council broke Milwaukee's hearts. Craig Council used Milwaukee's fandom against them. And then he joined the rival. And then in his press conference yesterday, he says, Oh, I underestimated how Milwaukee fans would react. No, you're lying to us again, just like you've always lied for us. And if you're a Brewers fan who doesn't think it's a big deal then I hate to inform you, you are not a Brewers fan. And if you're a fan who thinks, oh, Craig Council is trying to reset the market, that's what he's doing. He's doing this for other managers, not him. I assure you that that is not the case. He does not care what anyone else makes. He cares that he makes $8 million with the Chicago Cubs, leaving all of you Brewer fans, like me, behind. So thank you, and I was serious, 
and sell. No manager's worth that kind of money, especially not Benedict Council. Sell. I feel better about things now. I feel I'm, like ve- I'm, very ups- I'm very upset. I'm very upset uh, as a Brewers fan. And I know like nobody cares outside of Milwaukee, but as a Brewers fan, he lied to us. And I got more Brewers fans telling me to get over it than Brewers fans standing up with me. And then now Cubs fans are telling me to get over it too. I'm not talking to you. This is my conversation at my dinner table. You stay out of it. All right. Let's get to some NBA here, Bart. The New Orleans Pelicans have lost five straight games, and Zion Williamson is averaging a career-low 21.6 points per game to start the year. And Zion spoke to the media about his mindset to start the year. Like I said last year, you know, we had a team meeting, and it was brought up some things that I could do better, especially like with buying into the program. And right now, it's tough right now, but... Like I said, right now I'm taking a little back seat right now, and I'm uh, I'm trusting the process. I'm trying my best to buy it right now. Taking a back seat, Bart. Buy or sell the Pelicans need to focus their offense around Zion. I would say buy that. Buy. Are we? Has he had a good career? Do we like the career he's had? No, he's never there. That's why you can't focus your offense around him. You can't rely on him. Plus, he doesn't want to be there either. He doesn't want to be a Pelican. I don't buy it. I thought New Orleans was like this great town, and nobody ever wants to play basketball It is. I visit there multiple times. I love it every time I go. But he doesn't want to be there, and he's never on the actual court. (laughs) No, but they are pretty banged up right now, so they need him more than ever. Oh, man. Yeah. They need they need to you drafted him high. Yes, you need to work around him. Uh they're disappointing though. Yeah. All right, Bart, I'm gonna go back to Milwaukee here, but don't worry, it's not about Craig Council. It's not about the Brewers. It is about the Bucks, though. Now Giannis last night led the way in a win over the Bulls, 35 points, 11 rebounds. However, after missing the last two games with a calf injury, Damian Lillard still struggled to knock down shots. Just three of seventeen from the floor and a one of nine from downtown. Through eight games, Dame is shooting career lows from the field and beyond the arc. Buy or sell that you're concerned about Damian Lillard. I don't think you can be concerned about anybody until Christmas. So I'm talking the Grizzlies. I'm talking Damian Lillard. I'm talking Clay Thompson. I'm talking whoever. I just don't think that you can be concerned about everybody until then, I don't know what kind of basketball Damian Lillard was playing. Um, this is certainly not the Damian Lillard that the Bucks thought they were getting because he's, I mean, his three-point percentage is awful. It's below 30. It's almost like right on par with Giannis, which if anybody knows anything about Giannis, it's run and dunk man, free throw 20-second shooter, and can't hit a three. And so that's bad. I am going to sell being concerned about Damian Lillard with the acknowledgement that I may have Bucks colored glasses on, but I will still sell. Sell. All right, Bart, I'm going to get to one last question here. Now, if a movie ever gets made about Johnny Manziel's life, Manziel knows exactly what actor he wants to play him. Who would play Johnny Football in the biopic? Oh, man, Miles Teller. We've met a couple times in L.A. and stuff. It's been talked about before, so we'll go Miles Teller. That's, that's safe to say. Miles Teller, and I got to say, not a bad choice. But Bart, buy or sell you've ever thought about which actor 
would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, absolutely. I'll buy that. Buy. The problem is it's changed over the last few years. Oh, I'll give, give me the timeline here. Yeah, so I am one of these kind of guys that um, I the, I get a lot of people saying like, hey, is this you when they know it's not? But it's just like I got a red beard. I got like it's, I don't have red hair, but I got a red beard. I got, you know, my hair's thinning a little bit. OK, so there's we're a dime a dozen. There's a million people that look like us. And for a while, I would get comparisons to the guy who played uh, Mitch on Modern Family Jesse Tyler Ferguson, okay? So I would get that kind of realm. Problem is, I I got a lot fatter since then. And so I don't know who would play me now, but it, it needs to be someone who's more f- large. So I've thought about it. I don't have a current one. It, it would be him if I lost like 30 pounds, but I don't have a current one. Now, you've also gotten comparisons, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but former MLB pitcher Ryan Dempster as well. Ryan Dempster and I look very similar. That is very true. Um, but I think I still wear my weight badly. Um, so I don't I don't know that he would play me. I don't know. Have you thought about someone? See, the problem is I don't think they would ever want to make a movie about my life. But I think <laughs> I would be more towards the like comedic actors rather than, you know, your handsome, charming, like, Leo, I think I, I got to live more in that comedy range. Do you have a name? I mean, I would say, like, Adam Sandler, right? But that's, like, that's too big of a name. That's way too big. I would need, like, uh, there's this guy named, oh, you know who a lot of people say I look like sometimes? Is Louis C.K., which is not. <laughs> that's not happening. Um... Yeah, Louis C.K. would probably play me. That sucks. I have gotten a few uh, a few texts from my buddies. There is a uh, a fantasy analyst on NFL Network. I believe it's... I don't know if it's Adam Rank. There is somebody that looks very, very, very close to me. Like you. I don't have red hair, but I do have a red beard when I grow it out. And uh, there is a gentleman on NFL Network. I believe he's a fantasy analyst. Looks a lot like me, or I look a oh, lot yeah, like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He hates me. <laughs> he he blocked me. I'm, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he, well, because he's so dumb about the Bears, and I'm a Packer fan, so we are getting a lot of grievances out today. You gotta be real careful who you book when I'm on the show. <laughs> got it noted. Yeah, that's my fault. All right, well, good stuff, Tom. As always, uh, shout out to Adam Rank, I suppose. Let's get an update with Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, Bart Winkler in for Bill today. Our Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, proudly serving the armed forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. We've been talking a lot about the Texans offensively with C.J. Stroud. Let's recognize a defensive player, Sheldon Rankins, three sacks and a forced fumble as Houston beat Cincinnati 30-27. to Really kind of a impressive win there for Houston, definitely. Sheldon Rankins, a big part of that. The Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Again, the news of the morning is that the Buffalo Bills have made a change. The uh, official Twitter account, X, fine, uh, about 18 minutes ago, very succinct. We have relieved offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey of his duties. Quarterbacks coach Joe Brady will serve as interim offensive coordinator. But it was made like one of those Facebook posts where it's the words on a picture because that's supposed to make you stop and see it more uh, instead of just words. So they, it's a nice little graphic. So Joe Brady now is the interim offensive coordinator and Ken Dorsey fired. Uh, defensively, the Bills, when you rank them by DVOA, they're 21st. Offensively, they're third. Uh, the problem is they need. this was a game. This was like one of those uh, games where you had to do something almost. You can't keep throwing out the same thing. And not that Ken Dorsey deserved to be fired, but this was the play that they had to do. You're not going to bench Josh Allen. And you're not going to fire Sean McDermott's not going to he's not going to get fired. So you you fire the offensive coordinator, which really is a thankless job because they always become the scapegoat. A lot of times, what happens in sports is when you see that something needs to change, and we'll see how this plays out with the Bills. We'll see their schedule is very hard. I know that they still have a twenty thirty percent chance to make the playoffs, but if you just look at their schedule, it's like how could they how they're 5-5. Five and five. They're already losing tiebreakers. I mean, yeah, the Bills could play better, but they've got to beat a lot of good teams. If you can only lose... If you can only lose two games, okay? The Jets, the Eagles, the Chiefs, you may have lost two already. The Cowboys, the Chargers, the Patriots, and Miami. So if you can only lose two, and you might only be able to lose one. And then it gets really hard. So it's really tough for Buffalo, and they're going to have a lot of losses that they wish they could have back. I mean, if you if you win that game last night, certainly things are different. And if you win against the Jets, certainly things are a lot different. That first game of the season where Rodgers got hurt and then the, the, the defense came back. But it just seems like it's, 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 very, it's a very tough hill to climb. It is a very tough hill to climb for Buffalo. And they are going to take the approach, well, let's try to salvage this, get a different voice, and have a last gasp hurrah. But sometimes what happens is when you look back, it's it's hard in the moment. But when you look back at something, we might say, well, that's probably when Sean McDermott should have been fired. Because then they'll struggle the rest of the year, and then maybe McDermott gets fired, and maybe there should have been a change here. And a lot of times these moves happen after the end of the season. Okay, let's reevaluate. Offensive coordinator, something needs to change. He's the scapegoat, whatever. And then they move on from there. But it's uh, it's something that I don't know. I don't know what the reaction in Buffalo will be, if they're going to celebrate that. I think that more people 
think that Sean McDermott's a bigger problem than Ken Dorsey at this point. And really, Ken Ken Dorsey got fired, I think, more so because of Sean McDermott and, and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's fumbling the football. How's Dorsey stop that? Josh Allen's throwing terrible interceptions. How's Dorsey stop that? So sometimes guys get fired because they should get fired. They are bad at their job. Sometimes people get fired because, sorry, something needed to happen, and so you are going to lose your job. And that is an unfortunate morning for Ken Dorsey, I think. Uh, college football playoff rankings are going to come out today. Uh, Tom, we talked. I talked about you on the uh, the evening program, we'll call it. I talked about you because I was I forgot off the top of my head uh, who it was that I talked to that loves the four-team playoff and would rather go back to a two-team BCS. And I think that this last weekend would have been a lot better if we had the 12-team playoff. You had a game that was Tennessee and Missouri, and nobody cared about it, 13-14. That could have been like a playoff game within the regular season. Instead, nobody cares about it. There were so many games. The Oklahoma State loss would have been a bigger deal. Oklahoma trying to stay alive. I think the 12-team playoff's the way to go. So I brought you up uh, just because I thought you were wrong. I appreciate your take, but and I used to have it too, but uh, you're, I just think you're wrong now. Uh, I'm happy to hear that it's only positive things, only good things when you bring my name up. Uh, I love that. I love that. Do you think, do you, what do you expect tonight with the rankings? I expect absolutely nothing to change, even though you know how I feel that Washington deserves to be, if not the number one team in the country, absolutely in the top four. But I expect no changes in the top six yet again. Yeah, it probably won't uh, see any changes. So you'll get Ohio State, you'll get Georgia, you'll get Michigan. And then really the area to do anything is to knock Florida State down but for whatever reason, I've been of the belief that they put Florida State in the top four early to just really say you are not having an undefeated Florida State team out of the college football playoff. Now, because there's not going to be an undefeated team in the Big 12, it will take away the real chance for a while that you could have had an undefeated school in every power conference, and then who would have gotten left out? I still wonder, I do still wonder, and I think the answer is no, but I do still wonder if there is a way for a one-loss Michigan or Ohio State team to leapfrog an undefeated team, which I know it sounds stupid, and I don't think they'd actually do it because in the past they normally haven't done it, but they do. I mean, Ohio State's ranked number one. What if they lose by? What if they lose by a point and it comes down to the very end and it's against Michigan, who everyone thinks is a cheater, who who people aren't going to start. Stop voting Heisman votes for J.J. McCarthy for. I don't know. I don't know. I think that that could be weird. If there's going to be a week where Washington can bump up, um, you know, they beat a ranked team in Utah, albeit by a touchdown. Florida State just got past Miami. Uh, I think, yeah, because the scores were pretty close, they will remain unchanged. And then really it's, it's the scenarios where if one of these other teams lose, that's when it's going to get – chaotic because if one of these other teams lose then there's so many teams that are going to be able to stake a claim as we should be in the playoff so between Michigan and Ohio State one will lose if Georgia loses to Bama come SEC championship time uh, I mean you got to put Alabama in don't you but then what if Texas is undefeated uh, the rest of the way they beat Alabama so what do you do that's the best 
scenario for chaos, the one you just laid out there. Alabama wins the SEC championship. You have a one-loss Georgia, and then you have the Longhorns winning the Big 12. That is the best scenario for chaos because I don't know what you do in that situation. I think they put Alabama in over Texas. Even though they're ranking Texas higher right now, who's Texas going to end up playing in the Big 12 championship game? Someone's state? Exactly. Nothing that's going to elevate them. Um, who's who's second rank? Oklahoma State still. Iowa State maybe. Kansas State maybe, maybe, maybe. Oklahoma, I don't know. That, that could happen again, but they've lost a couple of games. Yeah, I, I know that right now, so of the one-loss teams, it's Oregon, Texas, and Bama. And then Louisville's like there for sure. If Louisville beats Florida State, they're not getting in. That sucks, right? That sucks. 12 teams. So it really comes, I think it comes down, there's eight teams that are alive. There's eight teams that are alive. Uh, if Oregon, you know, can win the Pac-12, man. It feels like it feels like things have kind of gone so smoothly that it, there has to be chaos. That something is really, and it's the, it's the last time that we're doing the four-team playoff. The college football gods in this already chaotic season are not just going to let the playoff committee scoot in there with with an easy time. So tonight, tonight's still not as must-see TV, and really the impact of it I don't think will be large. But chaos is still coming, for sure. Thanks to Tom. Thanks to you. Thanks to Jeff Kerr. Thanks to me. Bart Winkler, in for Bill, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.